Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 38 of Robots on Typewriters. Yeah. 38 That number is like, just keeps what? getting bigger. It does, it does keep getting bigger with each episode that we make. It goes up by one every week. It's kind of crazy to watch that happen. Yeah, I mean, it's it's growing at, uh, I mean, I was going to say a really rapid rate, but it's a very <laughs> steady rate, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's still, it, it doesn't feel like it's been almost a year. The show still I feels know. somehow pretty new. I know. I feel the same way. Like when we cross the year year threshold in May, it's like what it's still I feel like it's still going to feel like something that we started a month ago. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if that's a really good sign or a really bad sign, but Yeah, I don't yeah, either. It has I mean, there's a there's a structure to it. There's yeah. allegedly people that listen to it. So, yeah, I think we're doing a good like job. That. Yeah. Uh but what anyway. is it? What is Robots on Typewriters? What is it? It is a podcast um, where we talk about some of the interesting, funny, and entertaining stuff that people use, different kinds of computer, AI, randomizers, neural nets, all that kind of weird computer stuff to make. For some reason I really thought you were going to say not-so-neural nets. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do, what is a not-so-neural net? How just a butterfly a net. Oh, I, I mean, we haven't done anything where people used butterfly nets yet, but maybe maybe soon. Um, and uh, yeah, and then so we talk about some stuff that we found interesting recently, and that's in a segment that we call the Zesty Hat. And then we, in our segment that we call our Trashy Toy, play some kind of game and make some fun stuff of our own. So this week, it is my turn to don the Zesty Hat. But before I put on the big Zesty Hat, I'm gonna, well, I've already actually, I've put on the big, the big, you know, the big hat. But I'm just gonna see, I'm, I'm tipping it up. Do you see what's under it? It's a teeny tiny little hat. Um, mm, and- <laughs> hat on a hat. They normally advise against that. Yeah, well, I've done it. Um, and uh, the, the reason being is because um, I was at a taco place the other night and I saw something that caught my eye on the counter and it was a little white box with some colorful buttons on it labeled. <laughs> I'm not sure if you are a child describing a toy or if this has something to do with uh, what we do here. It it was it was a little white box with some cool colorful buttons on it and it was labeled Taco Bot 2000. So I jumped out of line and ran to this Taco Bot 2000 and um I looked at it and um it has on the screen there's a little like um I don't know what you call that kind of screen like a little pixely screen that has um it said choose your path in the middle and then there was one button for guided I, I suppose a guided taco choice journey and then a random taco. So I hit the random taco button because that's our whole thing here. Mm-hmm. And it um, it ge- randomly generated one of the many tacos, t- the many taco types that they have at this place. And um, I loved that a lot because I adore that. Right. Wait, this reminds me of a rant that I did not go on in my <laughs> computational creativity oh, class. But I think you'll be on my side here. All right. When we were designing our very first tracery bots to learn a little bit about tracery, we were uh, encouraged to make a simple tracery origin. You and I are familiar with how these work. We've mm-hmm. described it on the podcast. It's basically a little Mad Lib situation. We're 
supposed to make uh, five pizzas. It's like five different kinds of crust, five different kinds of toppings, et cetera, et cetera. There was five variables in there. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of discussing the difference between creativity and mere generation Mm. and talking about uh, in the lecturer's eyes how this pizza was merely generative but not creative because if you went into an actual pizza place and they designed pizzas that way um there would be no kind of like artistry to it it's just purely random and i was like in my head fuck that i want that pizza that's creative that's desirable the thoughtfulness is that it there is no human thought behind it i like it yeah that's yeah, I, I I unsurprisingly totally agree with you there. I mean, I feel like our whole thing for a while has been like finding creativity out of what might have been randomly generated. Like that it's I don't like instead of it's like it's not the person being creative. It's this like it's like an algorithm doing the best it can do at being what we might think of as creative, right? I think the lesson that was like meant to be imparted upon us was that like, if you did a far more complex algorithm there with more rules Mm. and more like interlinking parts, you could perhaps get pizzas that cleverly pair toppings that uh, we might not have considered pairing before, but have some sort of reason for being paired rather than throwing pizza at the wall and seeing what sticks. But (laughs) I would argue- Specifically in the domain of food, doing the throw it at the wall and see what sticks process is creative because it's kind of breaking the the idea of yeah. how food uh, comes to be comes to be made. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Me and you should teach that class. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I just I wanted to to share that because it was something that I encountered in real life that was so like it felt like it was meant for me to find it and I loved it. Um, I didn't even click take the time to click the guided taco decision uh, button, but um, I just wanted to see what it generated for me. I didn't get that taco because um, it sounded oh, bad. Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> it did not appeal. Oh, we didn't even, I don't even know what I'm saying. We didn't even stay because it was going to be like a 45 minute wait. For and so okay. we were like, nah, never mind. So we didn't even actually get tacos there. So, um, okay. but um, that was just my teeny tiny little hat, and I thought that I would put, I took a little video of it that I will post on the Twitter after I post the episode, um, so you can see the taco bot in action, um, and I, I don't know if it's worth mentioning that this taco bot was at Brazos Tacos in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, but, um, my actual hat is also kind of a tiny teeny little thing, um, something that I just saw on Twitter this week that I thought was very cool very cute um it is uh something that um something that i saw that was i think retweeted or liked by the uh the bot wiki a great source for all kinds of bots that people are making all over the internet and it is a um it's called Songbot, and it was made by a group of students who were doing a what it sounds like a like a 24-hour uh kind of programming jam for something called Hack Pennsylvania. Um, Okay. 
I will just read the little blurb about Hack Pennsylvania. Um, Hack Pennsylvania was a 24-hour event where 150 programmers, artists, designers, and other high schoolers from across the Northeast came together to build apps and games. We provided workshops, mentorships, free meals and drinks, and places to sleep. That just was a jarring phrase to me, and then I realized the reason being is because it's a 24-hour thing. Um, The next morning... You thought they were providing (laughs) homes for these people. (laughs) The next morning, judges picked the best best projects to demo and win prizes. Um, So that's a fun, cool little thing. And um, so what I saw on Twitter was that a a group of students made this thing called Songbot, um, where when you go to the URL, it, it says, let's make a song. And there's a big old button that says generate. And when you click generate, it says absurd karaoke. And then there's a play button. And when you hit play, you start hearing, um, something that I'm hearing in my brain right now and is making it hard to focus. I'll stop doing that. Um, What you hear is um, a series of, it sounds like, randomly generated, like, piano chords. Like, the the chords are chords, but the sequence of them is random. And um, then as uh, as four chords go by, you uh, see a little phrase, and um, the phrases are something like, don't let everything you examine get in the way of everything you question. Enjoy the comedy of a stable marriage. They're all just <laughs> kind of like random phrases, and they the sequence of those is also randomly generated. So the idea is you can open up this uh, you can open up this this website, hit play, and then you have a randomly generated absurd karaoke song to sing along with, um, and you kind of have to find the melody yourself, and it's just a fun little funky thing. Um, And it's hosted on Glitch. I don't know much about Glitch. You probably know maybe more about it. I've been linked to it before, but I don't really know what it's... Okay. What its idea is. I think it's kind of like Itch.io, where it's just like, make your little homemade free things and put them here. Yeah, I think so. And so on Glitch, you can see the source code that they made um and looking through the, the source code i wanted to see like wh- i've been trying to figure out like where they got these phrases from and why these are the phrases that they use um mm. and they have a like the the phrases the catalog of phrases is like kind of short understandably because they only had you know 24 hours to to put this yeah. thing together um and i think um yeah, I really I don't understand like what exactly the the, the, the um... laughing at a stable marriage thing it for whatever reason rang in my ears like a botnik line, and that got, that kind of gave me the idea of how cool would it be to make that right. very karaoke bot but use botnik generated lyrics from You're their many kind lyric of reading sources. my mind here i was about to say something very similar like i think it would be really fun to um to make for to make something like this or to even like you know let these kids know that they could uh you know that they, it would be it would add an even like another layer of um of absurdity to um make the karaoke line something that was generated by like a neural net or or written with a botany keyboard i think that would be um that would be super cool um and uh it's just it's a really fun little uh it's a fun little tool um and it's it was a great example of um i just i love seeing like you know a bunch of teens making something that is just 
purely fun using, uh, you know, r- like random generation of um, of stuff like that to yeah, computational creativity yeah. in high schools is yeah. rad as hell, right? Yeah, so that was awesome. Um, check it out; it will be linked in the description and everything. I think um, you can go to you can look at Hack Pennsylvania on uh, Twitter at HackPen. So I, I guess songbot.glitch.me is probably how you can get to it um, by URL. So yeah, and you check know that if out. you listen to this show, you probably know how to Google things. You would have found it if you wanted to. <laughs> it's true. Um, so that's yeah, that's my hat. I'm putting I'm putting the big hat back on the tiny hat, and then I'm taking them both <laughs> and putting them down on the table. <laughs> I think we often comment that the zesty hat is uh, reminiscent of some kind of like. Tex-Mex food. It's true. So it's really appropriate that finally, after 37, 38 episodes, Years. we have a zesty hat that is an actual taco-related it's hat. It's true. Man, I didn't even think about that until now. Oh, I could have I could have milked that more. Anyway, I'm done. Mm, the milk helps to kind oh. of offset the spiciness, no, too. No, no, no. Get that away <laughs> from me. Get that away from my tacos. Fine. Uh, anyway... Thanks for the hat, two very nice hats of different flavors. I liked them both. (laughs) Uh, This week, it is Valentine's Day, a holiday that we definitely celebrate big time on Robots on Typewriters. (laughs) Yeah. And what goes better with Valentine's Day than wine? You know something about wine, don't you? Something. Um, Yeah, I do work at a winery, um, but how much I know about wine is, is... (laughs) <laughs> probably not very indicative of well um, your experience with wine is a bit longer than my algorithms experience with wine true but this will be the second ever installment <gasps> of regression to the meme yes i'm so excited oh my god are we gonna be guessing am i gonna be guessing like wine spectator uh ratings or something uh unfortunately what you're going to be doing is guessing wine bottle prices based on among other things wine spectator ratings okay 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 cool cool cool. so i trained a i got a big old data set from kaggle kaggle is a great uh website for large data sets for machine learning got a big old data set of wines with region prices descriptions uh wine spectator scores uh the wine kind of variety Mm -hmm. and i fed the whole thing well, I, I did some data manipulation, and then I fed country, variety, and score to a neural network and trained it to guess prices. Okay. I feel like and I'm I also have a random number generator that can also guess prices <laughs> because I thought we would have to use that because for a while, my neural network was broken. <laughs> but it's mixed. We are going to do, just like we, when we did this with video games, I'll read you the description of the wine, uh, I'll give you all the info that the neural net got, plus you'll get the description, like the, I guess, I don't know if the description comes from the, I guess the description comes from the winemaker, because there were also like tasting notes or something. Okay, yeah, that checks so, out. So, I'll give you all the info, then you, the random number generator, and the uh neural net will all guess a price and we'll see who can get closest to the pin and the winner each time will win the actual bottle 
Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sending anyone wine. <laughs> um, I think I'm actually going to be extremely bad at this because I, as much as I do like wine, I know so little about like the wine industry at large. I know like a little bit about the wine industry in the area I live in. But <laughs> I had a strong feeling it would be like this. So I, I think the descriptions is where we'll actually just have a nice time yeah. talking about the wines and then, yeah. then it'll go off the rails. Um, for your information and for the random number generators information, most of the prices fell between like 10 bucks and 100 bucks. There was a, okay. a few bottles that were over $100, but for okay. the most part, these were just, you know, normal, not like crazy vintage collector wines. Okay. All right. But it's a very large data set, so who knows what might show up All in right. there. Well, I'm ready for something. So your first wine is a Romanian Merlot. The description okay. says, this has aromas of vanilla, plum, and black raspberry. In the mouth, there are ripe fruit flavors, followed by a wave of tart cherry flavor. And it got a score of 87 out of 100. Okay. Those descriptions sound like something I would really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, <laughs> to you know, to me, it sounds like a Merlot. But that's about all I can say. Um, it, yeah, it sounds great. Sounds lovely. I don't know anything about wine. I literally basically just go white or red. Like (laughs) even getting down into the nitty gritty of Merlot is blowing my mind. (laughs) Have you ever had a Romanian wine? No, I mean, not that I know of. I. (laughs) Good answer. They sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes it says that it's from Italy, but then if you like look really, really close, there's like this little fine print that says, mm, It's like JK. a Paris, Texas situation. It's like Italy, comma, Romania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so no. I'll, I'll mix up the order of who guesses when so okay. you don't all bias each other okay. or really so you sometimes get the help of these things and sometimes <laughs> okay. don't. So I will have you guess first this time. <sighs> okay. An 87 from Wine Spectator makes me think it could be, dude, I don't know. I'm going to say $20 to start. That's like a... Uh, You say $20. The random number generator said $149. Okay, all right. And my neural network said (laughs) $6.89. This was a $7 bottle of wine. okay. So the neural network gets it with an $0.11 difference. Holy shit. Oh, it's going to beat my ass. That's okay. I'm... Yeah, I don't know how good it's going to be. I literally ran it one time after I trained it just to see if it could do anything and it, once it was spitting out numbers I was like good enough man but yeah that blew my really mind good. that its first guess was 11 cents off the pin that's crazy wow okay this um, was trained uh for for anyone listening at home there were if you're really into neural networks there were 10,000 rows of data here 10,000 wines it was trained on i gave it 10, uh, 10 epics of batch size 50 with a learning rate of 0.04 on an atom optimizer so uh, it learned fast but it learned kind of fast and dirty so you never know it might guess 7 <laughs> it might guess you know 689 for every bottle we'll see Fast and dirty is the way I like to learn. Is that what you impart upon your students now that you uh, sometimes teach? Substitute teach, yeah. All right, next up we have an Australian Shiraz. Okay. Uh, This doesn't appear to be the strongest recent vintage of this wine, 
but it has remained a benchmark for McLaren Val Shiraz. Hints of vanilla and tobacco, uh, hints of vanilla and tobacco leaf add nuance <laughs> to a mix of berries ranging from red raspberry to black currant, but there's also a hint of bruised fruit and a green toughness to the tan to the tannins to the tannins. <laughs> Give it some time in the cellar. Drink 2020 to 2030. Says, I guess these are reviewer notes, actually. Drink 2020 to 2030? Yeah, this one needs some time in the cooler, apparently. Or some time in the cellar, apparently. (laughs) In the cooler. Um, huh. Uh, man. I should note, it's still nonetheless, you know, I'm not sure where these points come from, after all, but it... If it's wine critic or whatever, wine mm-hmm. whatever, or if it's just one reviewer's notes out of a hundred, but <laughs> this one was given a ninety-one, a score of ninety-one. Okay, okay. I feel like most like consumer wines fall in the the range of like like eighty-five to like early ninety, like ninety, you know, three or something like that. I really don't know much about all that shit at all, but um, I know that like there's a lot of wines you you can get a bottle of wine for like fifteen dollars. That's like a ninety five. How can you sometimes. taste a bruised fruit? Like right? how can you taste the the traumatic history of a fruit? <laughs> Like, I kind of get it. I don't know. Also, a lot of, like, wine notes like that are, like, literally just made up by, like, it's, it's like, word association almost. At least this is the impression I, I have. It's like... Yeah, I, I kind of got that where it's like, okay, it's, you know, I'm going to say there's a plum taste, so I'll also add in red raspberry and cherry. Yeah, it's just, like, a thing that you can say. Um, it, it is, like, interesting to, like, if you, like, take somebody, like, you take a winemaker's um, notes about a wine and, like, you see all the things that they list and then, like, you taste it and you're like, I can taste this and I can't taste that. And it's just, like, a difference of palate. It's just, like, it's, like, a suggestion. It's, like, you might yeah, taste I, these things. Look, I'm not one of those people trying to say it's all oh, made I know, up bullshit, yeah. so. Yeah, no, 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 Though I know. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure people do frequently have that opinion and might be listening right. to this and having that opinion but <laughs> right but that's why like i think like bruised fruit like that's just something that crossed that guy's mind when he tasted that wine or lady not only Man, guys how did can this drink wine. taster even know what bruised fruit tastes like as opposed to unbruised <laughs> fruit well i mean like have you ever had like a peach that like got like dropped on the ground like bruised fruit does have to have a different taste like it's like a little i don't know like sweeter and weirder it's like i don't know (laughs) all right before we get too down the bruised fruit rabbit hole i'll give you the algorithms scores first uh the random number generator said 244 dollars you're doing the neural network said 18 dollars and 61 cents okay um i i'm gonna i'm gonna say like 15 uh no this was a 120 dollar bottle of wine what the fuck you're not meant to open for like 10 years apparently it's a weird investment to make yeah uh yeah and that's i guess that's evidence that our neural net here isn't always going to be true uh, isn't always going to know what it's doing (laughs) but that random generator (laughs) yeah it will always not know what it's doing (laughs) all right next up you have an italian merlot that scored 88 points uh, okay. Valentino is part of a series from Fuetti del Piscato 
that contributes funds to charitable causes. Okay. This wine opens with jammy aromas of okay. cherry and blackberry with touches of sour astringency and sweet fruit in the finish. Okay. Sour astringency does not sound like something I want in a Merlot, but that's fine. Yeah, I think maybe the person just couldn't come up with the word tart and <laughs> panicked. Um, the other thing that strikes me as weird, <laughs> I feel the need to preface everything I say with, I'm actually a big idiot about wine. But the thing that strikes me weird is that it's an Italian Merlot and Merlot is a, uh, that's a, that's a French wine style. And like, there's plenty of Italian style wines to make. So it's weird that, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Italians make French wines all the time and French, French, Frenchies make <laughs> French people make French French Italian Frenchies wine. make Italian wine too. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm intrigued by jammy aromas. I'm down with a wine that smells like jam. <laughs> jammy is a thing that gets said about wine a lot. That's like it's kind of just another word for like highly fruity. All right. Yeah. Um. So that I mean I yeah I like a jammy situation. Um. So that's when you're wearing pajamas and drinking wine. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call it. Um, so uh, I feel like all of my guesses are going to be within the like ten to twenty dollar range. Um, I'm gonna say, gonna say, uh, gonna say, gonna say twelve again. Again, I didn't say it before. I'm just gonna right. say twelve. Uh, you're saying twelve. The random number generator said four hundred and eighty-one dollars. Okay. Good job. And the neural network said twenty-nine dollars and eighty-five cents. Okay. This was a twenty-one dollar bottle of wine. Okay. So the neural network is up two bottles to one bottle to zero bottles. I believe last round I wasn't paying <laughs> close enough attention, but I think the random number generator took it. I think you're right. So um, okay. you're. A little behind right now in that the random number generator is beating you and the regressor is kicking both of your asses. Yeah. Not both of your asses. You only have the one. <laughs> uh, next up, you have an American Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. This is a blockbuster of a wine. <laughs> impressive in its smoky oak and crisp blackcurrant brightness. Soft, integrated tannins support a full-bodied, lush palate that has plenty of length and breadth, okay. seasoned with black licorice, pepper, and clove. I love me and a this got a 93 wine. score. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, um, the neural network gave this a, a price of $36.14. Okay. The random number generator said $79.50. <laughs> All right. Um. I like the idea that the random number generator is just this guy who just thinks of wine as a thing that's expensive and is just like, that. yeah, a bottle of wine can't be any less than 70. No way. No yeah, way. Yeah, to me, the random number generator is like the Frank Abagnale in here. Like, he is not a wine expert, but he's pretending that he is one. So after <laughs> he hears the notes and the points, he's just like, Psh, I would easily pay $80 for a bottle this fine. <laughs> You're like, sir, that is the Costco brand. <laughs> um, I'm going to I was I was gonna say like twenty-three before I even heard what the what the net said, so I kind of feel decent about that. You going with twenty-three? Yeah. 
the random number generator takes this hundred dollar bottle of wine. <gasps> Whoa, Frank! It was a blockbuster. What he's doing? You and the net were both sleeping on this blockbuster. That's I had no idea what that meant at all. Like, kind of what I, when I heard blockbuster, that sounded to me like, oh, it's like it's for everybody. It's like <laughs> blockbuster video. You meant. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking of it like imagine it as a blockbuster movie. Like, take your kids to this wine. Like, it's, it's good yeah, for the whole no, family. Yeah. I understand that blockbuster could be a great thing, or could be, yeah, <laughs> take your kids to this wine. <laughs> I mean, anyway, all right. Well, the algorithms are tied at two, and you have yet to win a wine. Great. I'm unsurprised. Next up, we have an Italian Sangiovese. Ooh, I love those. Uh, ripe black skinned fruit underbrush truffle and dark spice aromas mm. come together in this full bodied red the mm. palette is a firm and seam the palette is firm and seamless delivering mature black cherry raspberry compote licorice and pipe tobacco flavors with both power and finesse oh. tightly knit polished <laughs> tannins provide structure <laughs> Drink 2022 to 2032. Why? That's crazy. I can't believe there's wines that are like that. where it's And like, this got 95 points. Damn. Okay. Um, wow. Um, I love the idea of tightly knit tannins. That's, that's a very interesting thing to say. Uh, the metaphors are really mixed there where it's tightly knit polished tannins. <laughs> what is both knit and polished in, in the world? Um... I don't know, man. Like maybe cables, like copper wires you could like yeah. knit and then polish. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Very um, odd. Okay. Um, this was a, a, this was an Italian Sangiovese. Yes. Okay. I ask like that means anything to me. Italians just... making Italian wine. Yeah. As the world should be. As it should be. As <laughs> makes sense to me somehow. You're a some hard reason. Brexiteer. You believe Europe <laughs> should be dissolved entirely. Exactly. Um, <laughs> JK Rowling is a fucking imbecile. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh So again, God. this is a wine that you might just want to keep in the cellar for 10 years. Yeah. And it got okay. 95 points. So the last time we were told to keep a wine for like 10 years, it was very expensive, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to just go 75. Uh, wow. You just prices righted the random number generator, which bid 74. <laughs> the neural network said $40.92. This was a $90 <gasps> bottle of wine. So you Ooh. get the bottle. Thank you. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. This will be my one, and that's good for me. I can't believe the uh, what seemed to be like strategic move of outbidding the random number generator by $1 there. <laughs> that's great. All right. Next up, you have an American Pinot Noir. It got 87 points. Okay. <laughs> I like that the points have become just an arbitrary number that I don't know where they're from. It's just got a bunch of points. <laughs> got points. Baked strawberry and a bittersweet note of cherry play off the palate around a medium-bodied frame of subtle tannin and oak. Dried cranberry comes in as a secondary detail before the wine finishes in a blaze of leather and black, black, tess, black tea. 
A blaze of leather. I'd like to go out in a blaze of leather and black tea. (laughs) Imagine drinking something that tastes like cranberries and then at the very last second switches to leather. Like, and a blaze of leather makes it sound like it's like burning leather. A blaze of leather. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man, about that one. But, um, oh, wait, is it my turn to guess first? No, it's not. Uh, no, I'll, I'll let you know that the random number generator said $445. All right. The neural network said $36.93. Okay. See, I'm, I get the idea that that might be a little high. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm just going to go 22. 25. <gasps> You've won your second straight bottle. Oh, my God unbelievable so now all three of you are tied at two. Oh my god i did not foresee this outcome i feel like we need names for those guys like these guys that i'm competing with um yeah so the neural network is like a proper sommelier uh he's built in a, a package called Keras. so okay. maybe like Keras, like uh give me a french last name or an italian last name <laughs> Rochambeau. Karis Rochambeau is the <laughs> is the neural network. The random number generator uh, is just built in Python. He's just okay, the maybe Python. Maybe he's just a guy named Python. Yeah. We got him from a biker bar. <laughs> uh, so now to break the tie, to break the deadlock at two, you have a Toriga Nacional. Okay. Or, I've never heard of this. I've heard of a Toriga. I don't know what it means when it's a Nacional. Well, it's from uh, the Nacion of America. Okay. It got 85 points. Okay. That's a For the first had. release of this wine, the oak, unfortunately, is almost completely overwhelming. Oh, no. Vanilla, green, wood, mocha, and mint overpower almost any sense of... Ver- Varietal aroma and flavor. Oh no! That sounds wow, this bad. sounds highly gross. Yeah. <laughs> um. I are are you familiar with 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 what the word varietal means? Nope. So that's just a grape. So basically, there's a bunch of flavors that overpower the grape flavor <laughs> in this wine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that sounds truly <laughs> terrible. That <laughs> vanilla green wood. <laughs> And some other green flavors are overpowering grapes. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds like a really bad wine. But it being rated so low doesn't necessarily mean that it is priced super low. Um, it also is I- the first release of this wine. Yeah, okay. It almost makes me think that it's probably like a pretty like comparable price, but just very much not worth it. Um, especially because I... I have a vague memory. I've been to one winery where I had a Tariga and I something tells me that it was like one of the more expensive ones. So I feel like it might be a kind of expensive varietal. So I am gonna say 30. <laughs> the, uh, pi- the Python said $158. Okay. And Karis Rochambeau said 22.34. This okay. was a $20 bottle of oh, wine. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You've Karis done got it me. again, Rochambeau. <laughs> so Rochambeau takes the three to two to two lead. Uh, we'll say first to five wins the, the golden okay. cask. Sounds good. 
Next up is a Pinot Grigio from America. 85 points. Okay. Soft and fresh, this medium-bodied wine has clean, neutral flavors and is easy to sip. Aromas are a little peachy, while flavors (laughs) suggest peats. The text... (laughs) Nope, the texture is mild. Um... I think, is this the first white we've had? I think it is. Yeah, well, I don't know what a Tariga's like at all. It's a red. <laughs> okay, in that case, yeah. Okay, wait, what's this rating? Oh, it was 85. Um, it was 85, yeah, and it's, uh, every every description there is pretty neutral. It's it's yeah. pretty neutral. It's, it's calm, it's neutral. Yeah, that's what I feel about Pinot Grigio's in general. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, I wait. should add, the flavors don't suggest peats. They suggest pears. I just oh. can't read. <laughs> I was going to say, peat sounds kind of gross to be in a wine. But, like, totally, totally would be a thing. Oh, yeah, that's so, why I didn't yeah. think twice when I read it. Yeah, me neither. Um, Is it my turn to guess? It's not my turn to guess first, I don't uh, think. Yeah, no, uh, the python said $430 because right, he has God. never seen a white wine before. <laughs> It's like, whoa, uh, the... this is rare. <laughs> wow, how'd they get all the red out? There ain't no <laughs> grapes in it. Well, I'm just realizing that the python might be, uh, what's his name from last Deacon week? Deacon Calhoun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Karis Rochambeau said $33.38. I love okay. that he goes down to the penny. <laughs> um, I... I'm going to, I know that all of my guesses have kind of been around like 20, but I'm going to go ahead and say 22 again, because I feel like it's not quite as much as 30. 23. You win Hell the bottle. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You I'll are now even with Karis Rochambeau. Three points apiece. Three bottles Whoa, apiece. Dude. Killing it right now. Next up is an American Chardonnay. Okay. Uh, 83 points. Okay. That's the lowest we've had so far, I think. Yeah. Aromatically inviting, with notes of fresh apple, honeydew, and white blossoms, this Chardonnay is a bit confected on the palate, <laughs> from candied, overripe flavors mm. of apple and quince. Quince? 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 I don't know. <laughs> quince. It's, yeah. a sh- <laughs> it's, a shade of off- it's a shade off dry, in style, mm. with soft, lemony acidity. Okay, that sounds like a Chardonnay I would not like. Um, I don't like anything that is off dry, which just means that it's sweet. Um, that immediately loses my interest. Um, I'm not down for something that has lemony acidity. Yeah, I don't know. That's not so bad to me. Um, is it your turn to go first? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, yeah, it sounds like a pretty bad Chardonnay. Um, a bad, I... low-scoring American Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 12. Yeah, you're exactly correct. It's $12. Dude! <laughs> the Neural Network said... Uh, excuse me. Karis Rochambeau said twenty nine sixty one, <laughs> And again, this was just confounding to, <laughs> to the Python who said $199.50. He's starting to get the idea that like white wine exists, but he's like, it's still rare, right? <laughs> I've only seen it once before. <laughs> all right, you're up four to three to two. You could Dude. put it all away right now. This is crazy. With a Savignon, a Cabernet Savignon from Argentina. Okay. 87 points. Crisp, okay. almost scratchy aromas <laughs> of herbal red fruits are a bit strained. This feels solid with ample volume. 
earthy flavors of tomato sauce, uh. mixed spice, stewed plum, and cassis, cassis, <laughs> cassis, finish long and herbal with some grace. Um, okay. That sounds all over the fucking place. <laughs> Right, scratchy Red aroma, fruits, but tomato sauce. <laughs> tomato sauce. Um, the reddest of fruits, the tomato. Yeah, that is. Um, that's all over the place. Um, I don't even know what to make of this. I don't know anything about like the Argentinian winemaking industry, so I don't know if it's like good. Having fine? bought bottles of wine occasionally, uh, I find it normally like a a thing to get a South American bottle because it's one of them places I think like Australia that's meant to be kind of like on the up and coming okay. but also it's cheap. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't really realize that. Um That's pretty that much case... my entire knowledge of wine. Okay. Go for Australia or South America because it's like, "Oh, I've I don't know if I've had that before, but it's cheap, but it's okay. also like kind of nice." Okay. Um, in that case, I might go for around like 12 or 15 again. I think I might say, wait, is it my turn to guess? Uh, no, Ooh, oh. no, it's not. The Python said $136. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's kind of lost the, lost the game here. <laughs> uh, Karis Rochambeau said $23 and 38 cents. All right. Um, I think I'm going to say 15 and see what happens. Karis Rochambeau takes this $22 bottle of wine. Fair. You two are now tied at four bottles apiece. If either of you takes this one, that'll be it. (laughs) All right. Um, And looking at the Python's guess for this next one, (laughs) it's all going to be over here. (laughs) This is a Spanish Tempranillo. Mm, All right, that... I'm entirely unfamiliar with all of that. You haven't heard of Spain before. (laughs) Yeah, what's that? Is that one the wine or the country? (laughs) You and the python might be equally confused right now. (laughs) Cherry, raspberry, and spicy oak aromas open this chunky standard Rioja. Chunky? Roasted plum and currant flavors turn more oaky on the backside while the finish feels fresh and tastes lightly spicy. I 96 hate... points. Oh. Okay, that's a high score. Oh, excuse me. Glasses are not on. That is an eight. 86 points. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the words chunky and backside were used in those notes, <laughs> and I hate that all. <laughs> this um... baby's got back. <laughs> um, wow. <sighs> I, I completely blacked out when I heard the word chunky. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I hate... Are you. How can you describe a wine as chunky if it doesn't have chunks in it? I, what if like, that's I'm, not a metaphor? I hate that. I, like, I know that there's nothing chunky about this wine, but that being the case, I don't know what to think of that. Wine with pulp. <laughs> with the mother. <laughs> um... This one's thrown me for a loop. Um, I'm going to just have to throw something out. And I'm going to say 22 because that's... You say 22. Uh, The Python says $233. Okay. Karis Rochambeau says 2414. (sighs) Oof. 
It's a $15 bottle of wine. Oh. You have won. Oh, dude, I, this is thoroughly unexpected. Um, I don't even, I, I like, don't even feel like I did, like, <laughs> I think it was just luck of the draw on a lot of that, so, Well, damn. I think what happened here is that uh, you, like the Neural Network, learned the strategy of just find a number that you can guess every single time <laughs> and stick to it. <laughs> yeah, 22 did me good. Yeah, you learned it. You learned that lesson a little bit better than Karis did. Um, I will also note that you were able to take the notes from the descriptions, which was like, don't drink for 10 years and apply that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the one time that I like the, I heard that, heard that it was a highly expensive wine. I was like, all right, I, I understand now. Um, wow, that was interesting. That, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm perpetually in a state of really wanting to learn more about wine and just not doing that at all. So um, it's, it was, it was cool. It was fun. Um, And uh, I think this is a, I really enjoyed um, this iteration of this game. Uh, I think that doing it with, uh, when we did it with video games was, or the apps, it was like guessing one to five, right? Yeah, there was not much variation in ratings there. Yeah, so I think it's it's cool to see that this game I think works better with like a big range of numbers to guess from. So doing it with stuff like prices is very fun, very cool. Yeah, I definitely plan to uh, offer this game more often, and I just need to think of data sets that are appropriate for this, where you can feed in a bunch of yeah. numbers and get a computer to guess a single number. Yeah. Um, if you know of or have ideas of data sets like that, you the listening audience or you the Allison audience, <laughs> please pass them my way. I would love to feed my algorithms some numbers. Will <laughs> do. Um, yeah, so that was a great game. And and again, you th this neural network was kind of like of your own uh, creation, correct? Like yeah. something that you made for a class? Yeah, so that's awesome. Just wanted to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, it's a really simple neural network. Um, it's, like I said, it's made in, in Python, in Keras. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Keras package has a lot of really easy to understand documentation that I didn't know how any of this worked before I used it. Then one day I was told for a class, uh, install Keras and mess around in it. And it was really easy to use. So nice. if you ever wanted to try this yourself out in the world, go do that. Before I start signing off, I just wanted to tell you that when you said we're trying to figure out what Cassis was, I Googled it and um, don't have a great answer. It's definitely a region of France um, mm. or it's just a place in France, um, but... It, there's also something called creme de cassis, and uh -oh. it's just a liqueur, but in the people also search for, there is something called, and it looks like a cocktail, called a fuzzy navel, and I just wanted oh, to check yeah, out what that was. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with a fuzzy navel. You are? I hate yeah, the idea like a peach, of it. Yeah, it's like a peach and like, I don't even know what else is in it. Oh, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's, it's peach schnapps and orange juice, so it's yeah. like... Okay, it's like a fuzzy peach and then a navel. All right, good. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Got it's that not sorted. just a weird belly button joke. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Um, okay. Anyway, um, if you have any kinds of numbers that you want, not numbers, if you have any kinds of ideas for data sets that Justin could feed to his neural network son or um, anything else that you want to throw our way, uh, we can get those things from you. <laughs> <So weird>. <laughs> <laughs> we have our ways. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can you can email those to us at robots at batcamp.org or you can follow us on twitter at robot typewriter and we're also on facebook it's facebook.com slash robot typewriter um we live on a website called batcamp where like i said last week i've been making a podcast um every day in the month of february 2019 it's called the february project i've been making a little 10 minute um or less audio pieces so you can find that on batcamp and also on all podcast uh, aggregates that there are pretty much somewhat um yeah i'd recommend it highly it's very digestible good mouth feel 97 <laughs> points and it's free and it's chunky it um, is not chunky <laughs> that's good to know there is oak on the backside. <laughs> bad um what else do i say robot typewriter blah 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 oh and our theme song video is by video challenge, challenge. by no, our theme song is video challenge by Anamanaguchi. there we go i yeah and i'll i'll end all this with one more wine description beautiful Murky, earthy aromas are suggestive of animal hide. Oh, rubbery and bouncy in feel. <laughs> this tastes like generic ca- carmenere, meaning blackberry. Carmenere. Coffee grinds and herbal berry flavors dominate. <laughs> fucking dominate. <laughs> herbal berry flavors dominate, bro. I don't want something that tastes like animal hide and is yeah, rubbery no, that and bouncy and feel. Rubbery and bouncy? That's yeah. awful. I don't even know what that means. This just sounds like he's describing a leather ball. Suggestive <laughs> really of animal bad. hide and rubbery and bouncy. Sounds like a like maybe I'm crazy. Are quaffles made of leather? Probably. Okay. Sounds like a quaffle. Yeah. All right. Beep you next Yum. Group. Quaffle, meaning blackberry. 